This is the Southern Hills Church of God, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you and guides you and builds your faith. God bless and enjoy this message. So we're in this series called What's Next? What's Next? And it's a message about the end times. And, and we're in the third installation of this, series, of, of this uh, series. And we're going to be talking about the last trumpet and the resurrection. And oh, what a glorious day that will be. I want you to pray with me one more time that the Lord would bless this message. Lord God, we thank you so much for this time of worship that we've just had. And God, we thank you for your son that you sent to die on the cross to forgive us of our sin. God, we thank you for the impact that he made on all, on all of those um, that he healed and that he touched and that he taught. And God, I thank you for the people in our day today, God, that, that have served as a reminder that, God, you are still alive and you are working. I'm so thankful for all the miracles that we've seen. God, I'm so blessed to, to be able to uh, just be in the house of God. God, I pray right now that you'd be with my mouth today as I speak. God, that you would do with me what you did with Moses when he was afraid, when he was timid. You told him, you said, Moses, go, for I will be your mouth when you speak. God, I pray right now that you'd open up our ears to hear, our mind to know, and our eyes to see the truth of your word today. Let it not be words from my mouth, but God, let it be words from yours. God, we thank you and we praise you. And we ask that this message be blessed in the name of Jesus, our Lord. And it's in your name I pray, and I'll say it. And everybody said, amen. So right where you are today, make sure you say amen. We're, 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 we're going to be going through a bunch of scriptures this morning. So there's not just one passage I'm going to say we're going to really take our time on. We're going to be reading quite a bit today out of the Word. But I do want to talk about that last trump, uh, the last trumpet, the resurrection. And, and see, it's hard sometimes to talk about, but the reality is that one day I will die. One day my time on earth will come to an end. One day, if the Lord tarries that long, that, that is, we don't know the time nor the place, that my spirit will be separated from my body. And like I said, it's hard for me to talk about sometimes because I enjoy life. I have a great wife. I have a great uh, life. I have great kids, a great church. I'm having a blast. I really don't want to go, but I do understand. And the reality is there is coming a day when when my spirit and my body will no longer be one. But one of these days, let me tell you, church, that one of these days my body will come up out of the ground and will reunite with my spirit, and I will live with him forever. Amen and amen. And thank God this morning, it's not going to be the same old tired body that I'm in right now, but it will be a new and improved body. And oh, how glorious that will be. I'll look much like I do, but but smaller, slimmer, more fit, right? No aches and pains, might even have hair. You never know, okay? No falls, no shortcomings, no defects, no hurt knees or any of that. I will be made whole. As a matter of fact, John in 1 John chapter 3 says this, Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Let me tell you something. Jesus died on the cross for our sins. 
And while he was hanging on the cross, his spirit left his body. And Matthew says that Jesus gave up his spirit. His spirit left his body. They took his body and they laid it in a tomb. But three days later, Jesus' spirit returned to his body. And when he returned, he wasn't just a spirit roaming around the earth. But his spirit reunited with his flesh and his body came out of the grave. Then he stayed on this earth for just a short time where hundreds of people witnessed his new glorified body and then he ascended unto heaven with that new self where he is right now not just in spirit but in a resurrected bodily form Jesus is the only one in heaven of his kind there are no other resurrected bodies not yet anyway Paul said that there is an order to how this happens he says but each in turn Christ is the first Then when he comes, meaning the second coming, those who belong to him will go also. Listen, church, this is something to get excited about. Knowing that there's coming a day when Jesus will come back for me. Aren't you thankful for a Savior who's going to come back for you? And this resurrection is not a new concept. As a matter of fact, during Jesus' time, there were two religious orders during the day. They were in a, um, a, a, um, a disagreement, and the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection. The Sadducees believed that when you died, you just went to your afterlife, and there you would remain forever in spirit form. But Jesus settled the disagreement in Matthew chapter 22 when he said, But about the resurrection of the dead... Have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Let me tell you something. He is the God of the living. I want to look at some um, people in um, Daniel chapter 12. He said, many of those bodies lie dead and buried will rise up, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting disgrace. Because the more we understand this and the more we talk about it, we understand there is a heaven. There is a place called glory. There is a place where I will spend all my days as long as I know Christ. If I don't know Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I will not be with Him. And I'm telling you, this is a calling for all Christians and all people right now. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, accept Him as your Lord and personal Savior. Because I promise you, when that day comes, you don't want to be left behind. In Isaiah chapter 26... He prophesied, but those who die in the Lord will live. Their bodies will rise again. Those who sleep in the earth will rise up and sing for joy. He also said in chapter 25, he will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. Job wrote about in Job chapter 19, for I know that my Redeemer lives and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin is destroyed, yet in my flesh shall I see God. You see, even the Old Testament prophets hoped in a resurrection. David sang in Psalm, but as for me, God will redeem my life. He will snatch me from the power of the grave. And just like David, I too will be snatched um, 
from the power of the grave. Paul writes, he says, O death, where is thy victory? O grave, where is thy sting? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through Jesus Christ. You see, through Jesus, we have won over death, hell, and the grave. And Jesus said in John chapter 11, I am the resurrection and the life, and he who believes in me will never die. Amen. Praise God. You see, I believe in heaven right now. It is full of all these prophets that spoke of the coming of Jesus. That it is full of all those people that we talk about and all that we read about. David is up there. Moses and Abraham and Daniel and Paul. I have lost loved ones and I know you know some people that are there too. And although I believe... That heaven is more than we can imagine as they are happier than they have ever been while on this earth. I also believe that there is a great anticipation in heaven as they wait for the resurrection. You see Hebrews chapter 11 known as the hall of faith. The writer lists all the people who lived and acted in faith. And towards the end of the chapter it says they lived by faith because, listen, they placed their hope in a better life after resurrection. And the last verse says, For God had something better in mind for us, so that they might not reach perfection without us. Those who have gone on have not yet reached that yet, because they are waiting. They are waiting for us. They are waiting for that day when, on the day of resurrection. So I believe there's great excitement. I, I, I believe that they are just awaiting for the day when God says it's time and the trumpet will sound and Jesus will appear in the clouds and call his saints together. Those who have died will meet their bodies in the air and those bodies will be transformed and be made perfect. Let me tell you something. Paul said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all uh, we are of all men most miserable. What Paul is saying is that salvation in this life alone by itself would be nothing or meaningless without hope of the coming of Jesus. Let me tell you something, church. We have a hope. We have something to live for. We have a promise. The grave doesn't win. Death doesn't win. Death has been beaten. Let me tell you something. The devil don't even hold the keys to his own house. Jesus holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Those who put their faith in Jesus Christ will win. He is the God of the living, and we will be with him. Him forever. Amen, amen, and amen. And in John chapter 5, verse 28, Jesus said, Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will hear his voice. Can you just right where you are this morning give God praise for the blessed hope we have in Jesus Christ? Amen and amen. So when this day of resurrection comes, when is it supposed to come? When is this day that we're waiting for? Does the Bible give us any clue about when this glorious day will take place? Paul wrote about it in some detail. And, 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 we, and we tend to give this a name. It's called the rapture. Okay, So Paul wrote when he said, listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed. 
in a flash in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed listen I want to stop and talk about that verse for just a moment because I don't want anybody out there to think that when that trumpet sounds that I'm going to have a minute or two to just say oh there's the trumpet let me ask God to forgive me of my sin let me tell you what it says in a flash in a twinkling of an eye for the trumpet it will sound and the resurrection will take place. Let me tell you something. Don't wait until it's too late to know your Savior. Do it today. Paul also wrote when he said, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. Listen. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have gone asleep. According to the Lord's word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have went to sleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. So what's he say? Therefore, encourage one another with these words. Amen. So this event will take place soon and very soon. And it will involve those Christians who have died and also those Christians who are alive. And, and the ones who are dead will be resurrected first. Their bodies will come out of the ground and meet their spirit in the air. And those Christians who are still living will be caught up in the air and will experience a living resurrection. You know, last week we talked about the times that we live in. We talked about how sad the state of affairs have, you know, become and, and how sometimes it's hard to, to, to turn on the TV. It's, it's hard to watch the news. It, it's hard to walk outside sometimes. And, and I heard a preacher um, preach this morning as I was kind of getting ready and, um, and, um, and, um, and, and, and dressed and, and prepared for today. And, and, and he said it's almost as if we live in a post-Christian culture. And I thought about those words, and it, it upset me. This shouldn't be a post-Christian world. This, this should be a world in which we are excited to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I do want to say this morning, and I don't want to rehash all these times and the signs, but we know it's coming. Jesus gave us a list of signs to look for. And he said, when you see these signs taking place, you will know that the time is near. We are seeing all these signs happen right before our eyes. And so we know that the time of God's judgment is upon us. And, and I know for some people it brings about a certain fear and anxiety because we don't know what to expect or how much we'll have to endure. But Jesus said in John, listen, trust in me. 
Jesus said, trust in me. I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may be where I am. He said, trust me. And can I tell you, child of God, Jesus has never given you a reason not to trust him. There is no reason to be afraid. There's no reason to fear. There's no reason to be scared or anxious. Jesus is clearly telling us he is coming back. For it says in his word, For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as you are doing. Encourage each other. Build each other up with the words that Jesus is coming back. He's going to save us. He's going to redeem us. We're going to be resurrected and we'll live forever. And the worse things get, the closer you know that His coming is. And the worse things get, the more you can get excited about Him calling us home. So be ready. But not just you. Make sure your spouse and your children and everybody that you love, make sure they're ready too. Be ready. Because it could happen at any moment. And it's important to note the difference between the rapture and the second coming of Christ. Some people kind of get it confused and they're two completely different events that will take place. And there are some distinctions between the two. And I just want to mention that in, in, in the rapture is when Jesus comes for his saints. The second coming is when he comes with his saints. Jesus cannot come with his, with his saints if he hasn't already come for his saints. John said uh, that Jesus said, I come to receive you unto myself. It's speaking about the rapture. And in Revelation chapter 19, it tells us that the armies which were in heaven came with him on white horses. Speaking of the second coming. In the rapture, he comes for us. In the second coming, he comes with us. The rapture is when the saints are called up. And the second coming is when Jesus literally comes to this earth. The rapture will come quickly and, uh, and, and unannounced. But at the second coming, every person on earth will witness his return. The Bible said, for you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. Speaks of the rapture. Revelation chapter 1. Every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him. Even those who pierced him. And all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. It talks of the second coming. And I want you to recognize there are two different events. First, Jesus will rapture the church and resurrect the saints, rescuing them from this wrath and judgment. It's the first resurrection. It's our resurrection. And during this time, he will judge the earth and the people who are left on him, those who weren't ready. Then, after judgment, Jesus will return with his saints, the ones who have been resurrected, to reign on this earth. Jesus will reign, and we will reign with him. Amen and amen. You know, Paul wrote that Jesus' coming would be brought upon by a sound of a trumpet. And in 1 Corinthians, he even called it the last trumpet. So for the next couple of minutes, I, I want to talk about the significance of the last trumpet.
You see, according to the Bible, one of the primary reasons for the blowing of the trumpet was to announce the, the, the beginning of the holy days that God ordained for His people in the Old Testament. There are seven days of feast. Seven days of feast. And they all have significance. Every one or ritual that God commanded in the Old Testament has a significance and points to Christ in some way. And these days were given by God to Moses about 1,500 years before Jesus came to the earth. So I want to look at them in, um, in um, a closing. You have, you have um, a Passover, which is the very first of the year. And it was to take place on the first month, the day of Nisan. The, um, the, the um, a Jewish New Year is in April and and, and the reason why their um, calendar is so much different than ours, because ours goes with the sun, theirs with the moon, okay? So, so, the, so the Passover is the um, of, uh, feast where the Jewish people celebrate the deliverance from Egypt when they sacrifice the lamb and place the blood on the door. And the death angel would pass over. That's why they call it the Passover. So Passover is the feast where the Jewish um, people... Um, they, they, they're in excitement because they have been rescued and saved. Will some 1,500 years after the Passover, Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a, 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 on a, um, a donkey. This is the very day that the Jewish people were supposed to select the Passover lamb. So on this day, the lamb would be sacrificed. It, it's the very day that Jesus was crucified. And let me tell you something, church. That has been fulfilled. The next feast is the one of unleavened bread. It would also begin the same month, would last for seven days. And for seven days, the Jews were not allowed to eat any leaven or yeast to signify how they were called to live sinless lives. Jesus fulfilled this feast because he is the only one that lived a sinless life. Jesus was buried on the first day of that feast. The next feast is the one of first fruits which would begin on the 17th day of Nisan and on this day the harvest was celebrated by waving a sheaf of the first ripened grain before the Lord do you know what happened on the first day of this feast on the 17th day of, of um, Nisan this is the day that Jesus rose from the grave and Romans 8 chapter 23 says he was the first fruits of resurrection Meaning that there would be many more to come. So Jesus fulfilled that one too. The next feast was the Feast of Weeks, or commonly known as Pentecost. This was to take place on the sixth day of, Siv of Sivan, which was 50 days after the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. This was a celebration of the harvest. It was a celebration of the heart. Jewish people from all over the world would come to Jerusalem to worship and celebrate. And the streets would be full of people who spoke different languages. We all know what happened on the day of Pentecost. This is also the day the church was born. On the day of Pentecost, God sent the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name to fill the believers who had gathered there. And 3,000 people that day became in 
Christ, a celebration of the harvest. And the harvest has been happening ever since. Four feasts have been fulfilled. These all, these four feasts all took place in their spring calendar. Now there are three feasts left to be fulfilled and they all take place in the fall and we I believe we're in the season between the spring and the fall. Jesus told us in his word to watch the seasons. He used those words. He said, you know the season by the signs. And so watch for the signs. And I'm here to tell you that at some point, this season will end and the next season will begin. And the next feast to be fulfilled is the Feast of Trumpets. And this is what Paul is referring to when he says in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound, the dead shall be raised, and we shall be changed. This feast, this feast is next. And it happens in the fall calendar, the fall Jewish calendar. This feast will be fulfilled when the trumpet sounds. And Jesus comes for his people. And we will enter into a Sabbath day of solemn rest. It's the day of resurrection for the saints. While the world goes through judgment, God's people will rest. The feast of trumpets took place. It signaled the end of the harvest. The harvest was all brought in. They they, the, uh, they had rested from their labor. There was a celebration for what God had done and how God had blessed them. And we can definitely see the significance here when we realize that the harvest began at Pentecost when the Jews celebrated the first fruits of the harvest. And the harvest concluded with the trumpets when, when all the harvest was brought in. They celebrated. And let me tell you something. That's why I believe Jesus is coming soon. Maybe not today. Maybe today. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe not tomorrow. Who, who, who knows? But all I know is that the Bible is still being preached from nation to nation, from people to people, and God's Word is still going forth. So the harvest is still coming. But when the harvest ends, the trumpet will sound. The church age, let me tell you something, will be ending will be over and will be raised up to heaven to be with him Pentecost was poured out on the church and from that day until harvest time the church has been gathering and when the trumpet sounds it's time to rest and celebrate for the harvest has come but there's still two more feasts the next feast will be fulfilled after will be the Day of Atonement. Jesus' second coming will be a fulfillment of this feast. And this will be an opportunity for the Jewish nation who will go through God's judgment to look upon Him who they have pierced, repent of their sins, and receive Him as their Messiah. And then the last feast will be fulfilled with the Feast of Tabernacles. And this feast will be fulfilled when Jesus rules and reigns on the earth for a thousand years. And His saints will rule with Him. And we're going to talk more about these in the next coming weeks. But what's next? What's next for us? Soon and very soon we're going to see the King. Soon and very soon that trumpet will sound. 
And we will meet with him in the air. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? In our prayer today, I want this to be a call to salvation. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, there's no better time to do it than right now. Please let us know if you made that choice today. Put it into the comment box. Let us know that you made that, 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 that ever that lasting choice to, to call him your king. I want to pray with you. And I hope you'll pray with me. We know what's next on Jesus' calendar. But what's next for you could be a relationship with him. If the trumpet sounded today, would you be ready? If the trumpet sounded today, would your spouse and your children? If the trumpet sounded today, would your friends and your loved ones? If the trumpet sounded today, have you done everything you know to do? If your answer is yes, then praise God, praise God, praise God. But if there's any doubt, if there's any doubt, I want to pray with you. And maybe it's not you. Maybe it's somebody you know. Then my prayer for you today is that God would open the door and give you the words to say. Are you ready?